Welcome to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz with another episode, and this is episode 22. And we're going to talk about random Bible stuff. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And decided to do a podcast today. Um, today's date is October 13, year 2022. And, um, just wanted to talk some Bible random stuff and just kind of just go off that. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like um, funny how some Christians are viewed as um, either righteous, right, or some kind of perfect person. Um, that does no wrong, um, kind of like holier than thou. Um, and, you know, in the past, I think because a lot of people really um, didn't understand exactly what God was saying in his word, they kind of just came up with their own ideas and their own misinterpretation of scripture. And what happens when you have a person that misinterprets the scripture is that they start to create something and to make something uh, that has nothing to do with God. And then if you slap the the name Christian on it, right, I'm a Christian, or you slap Christianity on it, people who are not familiar with a true Christian, Judeo-Christian uh, person, um will really think that that person is a Christian and then they start taking all these Christians and they throw them in the same bucket thinking, okay, this is this is how they all are, you know? Even though in reality, not every Christian is alike, you know? Um, there are some that claim to be Christian but are truly not Christian. They're just kind of just wearing the label, right? Um, there are folks that... Um, are true Christians that actually, uh, they just kind of like just follow their convictions and they read the word of God and they apply what they read and they understand, they understand <clears throat> exactly what the Bible is saying about who God is, right? Why? Just kind of like all these questions, right? And you have to think, right? Because... To me personally, there are two questions that are real important in life. Two questions that are very important in life. And both questions, I guess the first question would be, who is God and what do we need to be saved from, right? These two questions are so important that if you get the first one wrong, you will never reap the benefits of the second question. And so it's important that we know and we are grounded on the foundation that is the truth of the word of God, right? And because of all of these you, it's just, just people in general that kind of really give, they try to make Christianity look bad, right? 
now we have people with a false misconception about what Christianity truly is and and God, right? <clears throat> now, does it mean that if a person has the right perception of, of Christianity and God that they would even want any parts of God? No, there's just some people that don't want to be saved. There's just some people that really, they don't subscribe to those kind of things. And we have to respect exactly what they want. Some Christians can be annoying, honestly. You know? But for the ones that are really going out here and out of their heart, right? Out of their heart, they really want to see these souls saved because they know exactly what's about to happen to these souls if they don't get saved. Um, you know, there are those Christians that they believe in sacrificial love and they'll come to you and they won't say much of anything, but they'll wait for you to want to ask them about it. You know, because if we lead by example, what's going to happen is people are going to say, wow, look at you. Why do you live like that? And what makes you happy? What? Why are you so like this? And they're going to get curious and they're going to ask, you know. Now, they're not going to go ahead and just become Christian overnight. They're not going to go ahead and no, none of that. But at least by talking to you, it opens up the door to wanting to, you know, kind of get to know exactly what that is all about. So remember I said that there were two questions that were very important. First one, who is God, right? And the second one is how are we saved, right? And <clears throat> if you don't understand that God is the very being that's outside of time, space, and material. In other words, He's outside of it, so he's not bound by it, right? Because anything that's created can't be a creator. The creator can't be created, right? And if God says that he is, then obviously everything that exists exists in him, right? There's no form to God, right? But, but the Son of God, right? who is God himself. That's kind of like a whole different topic if you want to get into the Trinity um, or the triune God. He has explained the Father. In other words, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father and you've gotten to know who he is through the Son. Now, when we say that God has a son, we don't mean that God, you know, has sex with a woman and gave birth to a child and it's his son. No, that's not what that means. You know, I can call someone who's not blood related to me a son. Maybe he he basically, uh, maybe I, I've kind of been like a father figure to him. You know, someone who has, you know, instructed him and, and, and kind of directed him. But when when we say son of God, we're just saying that it's just God in the flesh. That's what we're saying. Okay. Um, so not necessarily that God had a baby or nothing like that. That's just weird and crazy, and that's not what the Bible teaches. You know? It's like saying that the devil has children. The devil never had sex with anybody to have children. It's just that they subscribe to what the, to, to what the devil subscribes, so therefore they are his kids because they follow him, 
you know, whatever you follow is this exactly like that, that thing has become some kind of father to you, you know, or that person has become a father to you, right? Because you, you, you're one minded with, with, with all that, right? So to know God is very, very important in the Bible. And God explains who he is. Like he really shows who he is. He shows um, how he basically his word is the, is the, is the savior of the world. Um, you know, he just really kind of lays it down in the Bible on how he created man, how he had a relationship with man, how that relationship kind of got distorted because of the day that the, that man rebelled. Um, you know, and he kind of just shows the brokenness of man. And then he shows his loving, kind, mercy and grace. Uh, throughout the Bible and his intentions for man, right? Because the Bible says that God has plans for good and not for destruction, not for, you know, not to hurt you. But the problem is, is that even though God is good and even though God uh, wants to save us and has saved us and has opened that door for salvation so that we could be in his presence forever, there are folks that truly don't want that. You know, they kind of generally just, they just don't want that. The problem with that is, is that um, eternal separation from God is not a good thing, right? It's just not a good thing. It's, it's hell, right? It's a, it's a, it's a place where like, like I said before, one of the other podcasts, it's basically, uh, it's, it's, it's a place where you contain evil. You know what I'm saying? And if you're at opposition with God, if you're at opposition with what he's trying to do or whatever the case may be, it isn't that God is in opposition with you, but that you are in opposition with him. And when he says, here, I'm giving you this, if you reject it, right? If you reject it, it, it now you are on your own because now God is going to give you what you want. It isn't that he's throwing you down there. He's not, he's not up there trying to throw a lightning bolt at you. He's up there trying to hug you and love you. And, and you know, like, like I've always said, like, you can bring a woman flowers, candy, and just try to woo her as much as you can. And if she doesn't want you and she rejects you, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know, you can't be stupid and, and, and force her to want parts of you. So it's kind of like that. It's like God's not going to force anybody in his presence. <clears throat> he would allow people to make the choices, and that's why he gave free will, right? So with that being said, we know that someone loves you when they uh, freely allow you to live freely, right? Make your own choices. And God has shown his love because he's never, ever controlled man. Just what happened to me be, sorry, so happened to be that man has mismanaged himself. And, you know, that's a problem with man. It isn't a problem with God, right? Because God is perfect. Um, so anyway, God sends his son um, because back in the days, the whole sacrificial system, in order for um, sins to be forgiven, um, blood needed to be spilled. And before it was like the, the blood of bulls and goats and animals would be sacrificed. And <clears throat> now with um, the one that was perfect and was sacrificed was actually Jesus Christ, who died on behalf of man and actually um, 
took the punishment for us, right? Traded places with us. So when we reject that, when we reject that open invitation to receive that salvation, and we reject that, then we're basically just saying, hey, we don't want to go to heaven. We really just want to end up in hell and just be apart from God for the rest of our lives. Like I said, the problem with that is that um, the absence of light is darkness. The absence of happiness, love, and joy is the opposite. It's, it's total destruction. Like, it's just, just you will be destroyed every day. You know? It would just be you and your conscience. You would never see your family members. You, you it's, it's, a, it's a place where you don't want to go. I don't want to describe it too much because the Bible describes it, but I don't want to describe it. But it says, it, it talks about it like, you know, eternal fire, um, eternal destruction. Like, it's just out of darkness. Like, the Bible explains it, and it just sounds like a place where it just, it wasn't meant for mankind. It was actually meant for the angels who fell. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what it was meant for. And um, if people don't receive that loving invitation from God, um, of course, they're just going to end up in that place. And it's not, a, it's not a good place to end up in. All right. Um, and some people may say, oh, well, you, you're trying to, you're, you're just afraid of God. You're just afraid of this. No, I, I, like I said, I, I knew about God all my life and I was <laughs> living like hell. Like, I just didn't care. Um, so, no, no Christian is afraid. Uh, they just understood exactly what they were being saved from. And they said, you know what? It's, it's a smart move if I just don't reject this. And next thing you know, um, you know, we're saved. Might be drinking water because, of course, mouth is getting a little bit, well, actually, my throat. <laughs> So this is just kind of a random conversation about like what it is. Um, you don't become a Christian and next thing you know, you're just like, oh, um, I'm just going to stop doing this. Or I'm going to stop doing that. This, that's not how it works. If you try to stop doing, if you try to stop or change yourself, you're basically becoming your own savior and you're not letting God save you. So when I became a Christian, I still cursed. I still did things I wasn't supposed to do. I was still acting, you know, in a way that I shouldn't act. And there was a process of change. And that change couldn't come from me because every time I try to change myself, oof, the weight of it was just too much. And I just couldn't, you know, I'm not going to do this. And next thing you know, it's like a week goes by and I'm back to doing the same thing. And it was just like God had to tell me, like, you're not going to, you can't change yourself. You got to let me do it. Let go. You know, it's kind of like when you're at a, when I was young, when I was, Went swimming. I was afraid to like swim, and I remember the lifeguard saying, "You have to let go. I got you, right?" And he watched me swim, and I knew that the lifeguard was there, so I was able to swim. And if I made any mistakes, the lifeguard would just go ahead and go get me. So it's just kind of like that. It's like the Holy Spirit basically is a. I want to say like a balloon. You know how a balloon can't, if you got a balloon, like if you put it in the water, it just kind of pops back up because it, it can't sink. Well, the Holy Spirit is is like that. Every time you drown, you, you every time you mess up, it just kind of pulls you right back up. And it's a learning process. It's a change that just happens 
um, very slowly. It's a slow process, you know. It actually depends on you. It depends on how disciplined um, you can discipline yourself, you know. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that anybody is perfect. I don't think that any Christian is perfect. I think that every Christian is like the tax collector, you know, when the tax collector was at the synagogue, right? It was a, it was a Pharisee and a tax collector. And Jesus said, <clears throat> Jesus said that there was the tax collector didn't dare look up to heaven, right? So actually, let me, let me kind of go back. So he, he was, he was using this example to show exactly who God was, um, basically, uh, for, right? Um, and the Pharisee was like, oh God, I'm so grateful that you didn't make me like this worthless tax collector because I do this, because I do that. I'm so great. Look at me. Uh, look how prideful I am. I'm the best of the best, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus was like, and then the tax collector didn't dare look up to heaven and he understood and he said, Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. Like, just please look away. You know, just, I'm a sinner, you know, and I understand that I'm a sinner and I need you. Um, Jesus said that the one that God uh, was for was the the sinful sinner that understood that he needed God and not this Pharisee who was just like holier than thou, you know, just kind of look how perfect I am, you know. Like there was, <laughs> yeah, that man was just off the hook. So, so anyway. I think that um, if you understand the story of God, um, his plan, um, and what are you being saved from, and how you have to just kind of like understand that this world is not a good world. This, this world is actually run by the devil, okay? Um, the Bible says that the devil has blinded the eyes of those who live on this world, and the only ones who are not blinded are the ones that um, come to God because God basically takes the blinders off and then you can start to see things clearly of what's going on, right? If you guys ever seen The Matrix, um, <laughs> where did God take you? He's like, what, what is it, a blue and a red pill? I don't remember. But it's kind of like that. And you start to see things for what it is and it's like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's crazy because you can see it clearly it's like woof you know there was another uh movie it's an old movie man i forget the name of it but the guy used to wear the glasses and he used to actually he would take off the glasses and things you know like he, he would see like um he would read things i don't remember if it was roddy roddy piper who was in that movie but he would take off the glasses and it would say like for sale chicken or whatever the case may be and then he put the glasses on and it says obey it was just like <laughs> it was just like you know you once you you get the insight that you um normally wouldn't see because the holy spirit is allowing you to see it um he's helping you to see um how evil the world is right um so once again god is out to save you um in order to learn all of this, I guess a decent Bible study would be or a decent podcast where people are just kind of just teaching the Bible and not, not just talking like I'm talking right now um, would be definitely a thing. But people have to want it. And I'll be honest with you, I think that even if a person can grasp, can grasp the 
just this one fact, right? That Jesus came. Jesus died for your sins. He was resurrected on the third day. He sits at the right hand of his majesty. He sits on a throne. Um, and he saved you. And you like receive him as Lord God and Savior of your life. That is... If you can grasp just that, you don't even have to. You don't even have to know the Bible or no theology or eschatology or whatever the case may be. If you just grab a little bit of that, you're headed in the right direction. I remember one time I was uh, at school, and um, I was coming out of school, and this is when I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, I was on fire, like. Uh, <laughs> I was on fire for God to the point where I was like, I just want to talk to everybody about Jesus. I was just, I was off the hook, right? And I was also debating. I was getting into debates with all different types of people. Then, you know, and I was trying to do it in a loving manner. And at times, lovingly, at times, you know, I got frustrated, right? But that's neither here or there. Um, and I remember I was leaving school and uh, next year, you know, I see a group of people talking about religion and all of their beliefs. Like there was a, and I, so as I was leaving, I just turned around because this was interesting to me. I want to involve myself. I'm the Christian guy that wants to involve himself in this conversation now. And uh, I, I just kind of do a U-turn. It's like, hmm, this is interesting. Let me just come over here. And, you know, there are guys that are calling themselves Wiccans. There got people there that are atheists. You have people there that believe in Hinduism. You have, it was strange that there was a bit of everything in this crowd. And I was the only Christian. And I'm like, man, this is perfect. Like, this is God sent. Like, and I did. I got involved and I spoke. And me and this atheist went back and forth. And I remember leaving after that conversation, respectfully leaving. And I remember um, I didn't go to school for like a couple days. So when I went back to school, when I went back to school, this is in college, right? When I went back to school, um, he saw me. He chased me down. And he said, dude, I had a, that was a real conversation we had. That was a, a real good conversation we had. I want to know more about Jesus. I know I'm an atheist, but I'm just, I just, you know, I just want to have these conversations. And I was like, no, good. That means the, the seed was planted and you're thinking about things. Um, this is a good thing. And we continued to have conversations until whatever. And then that was pretty much it. Um, the word of God is like a, it's powerful. It's like powerful, like a two-edged sword powerful. It actually cuts through everything. I want to say that it cuts through the BS, but it cuts through everything. And it's just, there's nothing that can withstand the power of God. Um, so this is true. Like nothing can withstand the power of God. If you are talking about God, um, people are going to feel something. It's going to make them think, right? Especially if you're spitting the truth of God, right? It's going to make them think the Spirit of God is going to work, and you never know, you know, something can happen. Um, so don't ever be afraid to talk about Jesus. Don't ever be afraid to talk about God. It's a blessing, you know, if, especially if you're saved. Um, it's a good thing to do. Um, I try to do it as much as possible, but I don't try to... Um, just kind of force myself into anything, conversation, ease into it. If they want to know, yeah, why not? Let's have that conversation. If they don't want to know, it's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, just pray for them and just kind of just leave it at that. Um, 
But yeah, respectfully and lovingly, always reach out <clears throat> for the kingdom of God, of course, right? Anyway, this podcast is just about over. Um, and um, I just want to say I love you guys. It's, it's dinner time for me. And I'm about to go get some dinner and relax. And so, anyway, with that being said, I love you guys. Thank you for stopping by. And, of course, with that being said, Maranatha. And for those people who don't know what Maranatha means, because they hear me and they say, hey, what is Maranatha? Maranatha just means, Lord Jesus, come quickly. <laughs>